0: Welcome to Movie Maniacs, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry, discussing the greatest movies
1: of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs, the spring edition. It's the first day of spring. Chuck Curry and Mike Rags, ready to go through the back half of five years ago. Remember, we started celebrating our anniversary last week on the show. We'll do August through December and go back in time to the movies that came out five years ago when Chuck and I started this wonderful adventure that you're listening to and you're downloading and you're signing up for and and listening every week. And, of course, if you're listening on Whoa, 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 1190 and uh, 107.5 FM, welcome to uh, Midnight Movie maniacs well chuck it's been a busy week uh you had the big release of the justice league on hbo max four hours worth i know you dived into we're going to get into that in a second um i saw maybe one of the better movies of last year too. talk about that real quick but most importantly the oscar nominations come out not with a bang but pretty much a whimper and i i I gotta be honest with you uh we'll talk about a little bit further on but um i don't know many people that got riled up i remember waking up at uh you know six seven o'clock in the morning
0: yeah I, i i i I remember those days,
1: and 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 being uh, really anxious to see uh, who's nominated and and for what. But uh, honestly, I was working that morning. I looked up at the TV while we were on the air, and uh, I'm like, "Oh, Oscar nominations today!" Here,
0: here's the equivalency. I, we 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 brought this up last week, and I know you laughed, but when the Oscar nominations were announced, I still go back, and this is very prevalent to the time we're in now with just going through this pandemic. Most people, let's be honest. Listening, uh, the majority of moviegoers have not seen most of these movies. So if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? I say it again. Yeah. In compa- that statement in comparison to these Oscar nominations. Yes or no?
1: Yeah. Uh, no. Nope, I don't think anybody cares. And the funny thing is a lot of people had the opportunity to see these movies more because they've mostly been streaming, not in theaters. And I still don't think a lot of people Saw these movies, Chuck. And before we talk about Justice League, let's plow through these real quick here. You've got The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7. Now, I saw Mank, Judas, and Trial of the Chicago 7. And I know you saw Promising Young Woman, and I saw Land as well. So, um, I mean, that... that, (laughs) Nothing jumps out of, off the page here, Chuck, Is anything. So,
0: it's said. a far cry from uh, 97's Titanic.
1: It's a, it, it's a real far not cry. Not these from... movies
0: are not probably not good. I mean, Yeah, I, yeah they're good. Know, Look, I, I, I know, When nobody's I, saying they're not good, the yeah. problem is, like we stated, when you give Oscar gold, that definitive trophy should be to a movie that people will watch, we keep saying, 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, right? People are still yeah. watching Godfather religiously. That was released in '72, Titanic in '97. There's been so many great films. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, Rocky in '76. Sure, yeah, right. they, yeah, they, yeah, they stand the test of time. They, 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 that, that best picture Oscar winner should be defined to a movie that people are going to watch long term. And most likely, none of these films are going to be movies that people are people going to watch in in. Not even ten years, even five. Not that they're bad. Again, not that they're bad, but they just—they're not what we were used to, right? Thirty years ago, it's they, just a different animal. The world has changed.
1: Well, and, Hollywood uh, has changed too. Here's, let's here, face
0: here's, it. Here's the change. We we talk about this all the time. What is what has changed is the studios want to throw their big money into the big popcorn tentpole pole movie, right? Sequels. Uh, big action superhero. Now superhero thing is is the trend, which has gone on now for quite some time, right? So a lot of the money they used to throw into movies that had bigger budget, adult-oriented storylines that got Oscar nominations like Warren Beatty's Reds, right? A movie like that. They ain't making movies like that anymore. No. Because what, what happens is you got these independents you got uh, now Amazon Studios. You got ro- you got ro- roadside attractions, Magnolia. They're producing quality movies, but the budgets like fifteen million or under, right? So the, you got you got the hundred.
1: Well, you got a really million
0: You got the hundred fifty million dollar big studio yeah. superhero movie, and then you got the ten, five, ten, fifteen million dollar independent fare. There's not there's nothing in between. We need. The industry needs to produce more 40 50 60 million dollar movies that have adult appeal and oh, and that, oh. that market's gone
1: one of those movies which I really enjoyed and I watched last week was the trial of the Chicago 7 that's the exact type of movie you're talking about then in another in another year that or another decade that would have played much like a few good men um, it's written directed by Aaron Sorkin it's got a great cast great storyline upbeat ending real all the all the you know formula for the exact movie you're talking about and uh that was released on Netflix and and not to a lot of fanfare i mean it, it had some streams i'm sure um it, it probably has more now because it got nominated but i really enjoyed this movie and i would have loved to have seen what kind of reaction would have gotten theaters um uh, if it did get released like we're talking about these movies it's harder to find these movies now chuck let's face it is, it
0: is because i mean again go back to like the Warren Beatty movie Reds, you you had a big marketing push. You know, the studio understood to have a movie, one, to put people in the seats in the theater, right? That's their number one goal. But to have it resonate and create a buzz, you got to spend money. You got to spend money to do it. And if you spend no money and you don't motivate people and the buzz never materializes from the get-go, you have a movie that might be really good but a lot of people haven't seen and long term, it's sort of like um, goes by the wayside.
1: Yeah. Well, and and in another year, we would we would go through every category, all these movies, break them down. Who do we like? Who don't we like? We're not even going to waste time on a show. To Let do me any ask of you a question.
0: Would a movie like The China Syndrome get any legs in 2021?
1: Only if it got nominated for an Oscar. That's it. So like if a movie like Trial for Chicago seven doesn't get an Oscar nomination, that thing's just going to sit on Netflix. And unless you're a, you know, a Sasha Baron Cohen fan, you're probably never going to even notice it's there, but it, the Academy award nominations does one thing for these nominees. And by the way, they found a way to get eight nominees or, or, yeah. um, and, and you know, it probably would have been a fine year to just do five like we used to do. But anyway, um, I wish them all luck and they will get more eyes on them now because of this. But it's, this is a far cry from when Saving Private Ryan loses to Shakespeare in Love and, you know, the Titanic's and Hurt Locker beats Avatar. I mean, you're talking about movies that are movies, movies. You know what I'm I saying?
0: Mean, even Million Dollar Baby. I mean, yeah, million
1: dollar. Exactly.
0: You, know, you had money behind that movie.
1: But you just think about it. You know, it's woke upon woke upon woke. And I would give Hollywood a little more credit saying, hey, we had a pandemic year. I'll cut him a break. But this is a trend we've seen for the last four or five years now, Chuck. Yeah, um, no,
0: there's no doubt. This is, is this is, this is a the Oscar, the Oscar telecast, the Oscar nominations, Oscar telecast is now defined by independent studios.
1: Well, not only that, by righteousness as well. They're yes. defined by, oh, yeah, absolutely. we want to be the righteous authority on what, Everybody should be talking about and agreeing to in the world. So you're going to get, uh, a, a, you know, you're going to get a plethora of these movies get nominated so they can all pump their chests and wear a ribbon and feel good about themselves. Uh, look what we did. Look how you're terrible and we're not. It's yeah, just- I mean,
0: even even like we, you know, we said how much we like Ben Affleck in the way the way back. Right. Nothing yeah. like I mean, did they, because, ah, well, well, you know, Ben Affleck's playing a, you know alcoholic yeah. who's trying to rehabilitate himself. You know, yeah. we've been yeah. there, done that. We, we yep. don't want to do that anymore.
1: No, um, it's a shame, too. But nonetheless, we'll, we'll break down maybe the Oscars when we get closer to it and we maybe try to have some sort of Oscar prediction. The 93rd Academy Awards. Still waiting to see what kind of show they'll put on. But before we do anything else and get to other movie news and, and 2016, the long-awaited four-hour cut of Zack Snyder's Justice League hit screens this week. And, Chuck, before you get into it, I'd like to know how many sittings did it take you to get through all four hours? How would you watch this movie?
0: Um, well, here's what happened. <clears throat> I have a small group of friends who, who asked me uh, to watch it at the theater I'm associated with, right? Right. Now, how do we do that? Well, what you do is you take a laptop, you, you pull up HBO Max. And you connect it to a a two K projector and you basically
1: make you make the big screen your your den basically.
0: Yes, and so that's what they did. It was five people. I wanted to go, but since I operate a few businesses, it's hard for me to get away for four hours. Right. So on my new sixty five inch four K TV in my ice cream parlor, uh, I put it on and watched it, and I did it with basically one break in the middle. Right. So I watched two hours, a little bit of a break, and then two hours more. And I got to say, let me just preface and say this. I do think the buzz that's been, create, been created on Justice, Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League, is a game changer in some ways because I think this has created more buzz, more interest for any movie released on a streaming service so far and the reaction to before i watched it i was like okay this this will be interesting but then i started to see a lot of the buzz and and some of the reviews like variety uh there's a roger there's a reviewer all mm-hmm. right and those two major um entities gave it a rave and i mean a rave i mean one of them compared it to um like a Martin Scorsese vi- uh, uh, vision of right. what comic book movies can be in a well-defined, very mature format, right. right? So I start watching it, and the opening sequence is sort of, sort of like, um, in a lot of ways, what was in. It's one of the scenes that was in the in the the Whedon cut. Okay, it deals with the Amazonians, um, and. I was like, all right, it's interesting, but no great shakes.
1: No reason to go through all this hoopla over, right?
0: But then the pacing is not quick cut. It takes its time. And it, starts, it started to really win me over. Because what it did is it developed characters, first cyborg, who is an afterthought in the original Josh Meade sure. version. It's like it's like, okay, here's this guy know who is Cyborg? Okay, he was a background uh player in that movie. But they completely define his character. I mean, he in a, in some ways he is a major heart in this movie. And then The Flash, who enters a film, I think almost like the one hour mark, Barry Allen and Ezra Miller. I think he's really good. I, I think he's really good casting. And that character started to really hook me. And then it starts to really come together and it's never rushed. It almost feels like a road movie. Right. Like these characters, you know, Bruce Wayne, played by Affleck, is slowly assembling this team. And unlike the first, the, the Weed, Weed version, which they took the same concept about these, these, um, these boxes, and they have to find the three boxes, blah, blah, blah. Now, the premise is a little, ah, whatever. But this version has a lot of character development. It takes its time. And some of the action scenes are really, really good. The, 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 the way he shot this film, some of it is beautiful. Um, It started to feel like, because I, I wanted to get my thoughts here. Well, as it evolved in the beginning, like the first hour and a half, I, it felt almost like watching a mini series, mm-hmm. not really a th- theatrical movie. Then, as it went on and on, it started to feel more like a theatrical event. At right. four hours and two minutes, I got to say, it breezed by pretty good. It did not feel like four hours and two minutes. It was chaptered; had I think eight chapters. So one you know, after chapter one. Screen went black.
1: So it kind of helps you stop if you want to stop.
0: Yes. They say, from what I read, they, they, they recommend stopping around chapter five, between five and a half, five, five and a half. Right. That's the best intermission. Okay. The stuff, this stuff in this movie, I'd say 75% of it is all new footage. And the stuff that was in the Whedon version is expanded. Right. Like the, the Wonder Woman scene in the beginning with the, the terrorist. Right. It's so much, it's just longer. Stuck with Batman is just longer. Um, and here's the biggest surprise it's stunning that this was left on the cutting room floor. The resurrection of Superman, and he comes back in the black Superman outfit. It's like, holy cow, how in the world
1: did they not do this?
0: Could you not? Did, how could you just say, We don't want this? Let's condense the heck out of this material, and just you know, there's no Batman, there's no Bruce Wayne one-liners in this. Right. They got rid of all that stuff, and I tell you, it's a good-looking movie. The character development it has a ton of heart, it, when they all come. It all comes together. You feel like this is a team that that it it, it earns its it earns its pacing, and when it all comes together, you feel. It almost has that Star Trek feel of a connection, but in a mature, it stays mature. It stays mature. It doesn't like bog down into goofy. It's not goofy. There's none of it. This is not goofy. This is a, I would say this. I'm glad I watched it. I found it fascinating to watch on many, multiple levels in the one level that I found fascinating. It still shows. And I didn't think this was possible because I thought the days of Decisions like Superman 4 and Joy's of Revenge, I thought they were over. I didn't right. think studio heads could botch something that much. But it's clear that the people operating Warner Brothers looked at the rough cut of Snyder's vision and said, ah, it's too long, too dark, not funny enough.
1: Well, I think what happened to and, his and kid... Did something
0: it- complete. I know. Well, he said, listen, what happened to his kid And then he he said also the studio was putting a ton of pressure on him. Right. to to tweak it, to tweak it. And he's like, he had the family issue, the horrible family issue. And he said, I don't need this right now. And he he basically parted ways with the project. Right. So then they bring in Whedon. Whedon comes in, takes the script, puts a bulldozer to it, refilms his version and releases a two-hour cut that has some entertainment value. I'm not going to say that cuts awful, well, And I'm no, not going to say Josh Whedon is it's a hack. He's not, but Josh Whedon directed The Avengers, one of the great yeah. top one movies of our lifetime. He's yeah. not a
1: hack. No. He's not a hack.
0: Okay? He basically probably did, you know, they paid him. He did what the studio wanted. But this version is a must. You've got to see this version. Because it's just one of the most interesting things I've ever seen. All the money poured in this. I mean, he got, Snyder got $70 million to do post-production on this. And also, the CGI of Steppenwolf is a thousand times better than the theatrical cut. Much, never, much better.
1: Never really was a fan of the, the villain, where, where they went yeah, with
0: but it. But he plays better in this one. This is not perfect. This is not perfect. But here's the thing. Why I think it's a game changer. Because it does make you think. Like CBS All Access... Did uh, like what four hour stand, right?
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: I have a feeling. I don't know how successful because uh, I'm not, I don't know the barometer of how they raise success, how many subscriptions, how many people watch this. But this is going to be popular, people are going to subscribe to HBO Max. This is going to create buzz. It's going to be let Schneider do more, okay? Because he has his hardcore fan base, right? Yeah, I do think. That this will get some some of these studios who have a lot of money to throw into the streaming to say you know what we could do four or five hours of material sure we don't have to do two and a half well
1: remember the freedom remember the freedom it gave Scorsese's right Scorsese's knows that with because the Irishman
0: here, exactly because here's the thing Mike people's attention span on the couch is a hell of a, hell of a lot longer
1: absolutely than getting
0: in the car driving to the multiplex and, and sitting with a hundred people right yep. You know, hey, we brought the wife, the kid, the girlfriend, the boyfriend. You know, we got dinner reservations in two and a half hours, whatever. Let's go for dessert. My my point is the psychology here is going to get people thinking. Absolutely. It's going to get people thinking this could be. And we know we both know how much we love going to the movies. Sure. But it did make me really think well, about the avenue that this opens up. Zack get- Justice League will open a completely different realm in what can be produced.
1: Well, maybe we could get to the point in time where they release one version in theaters and then another version, you know what I'm saying, where you, you get a, a four-hour director's Here, cut. Uh,
0: here's the thing. We, I've debated this for a long time. I, and I've given, you know, when I will give you two examples. When we were kids, when Earthquake came aired on NBC in two mm-hmm. minute warning, right? Yep, yep. Those movies were padded on NBC. Yep. They told the producers shoot more new footage, which is garbage, right? They added to the running time and they hurt those. Those movies are hurt, right? Yep. I if you watch Earthquake that padded version on TV, oh.
1: No, I and mean, the two listen, minute warning. Nothing, no, the two minute warning's even worse.
0: Nothing against Deborah Lee Scott, but I don't need to see her, you know, in an airplane for uh a half hour tacked in between it. Uh, you know, it it in it hurt those movies. I won't I won't watch them.
1: Well, you the think TV, about right? what it, it did for two minute warning, it added a whole new uh me- like it's just like a new movie. I mean right. they gave a they gave and the a a motive to the killer, it was ridiculous. Right.
0: So here's the thing. Now in eighty nine, when the abyss comes out, right, James Cameron has power, but not enough power to tell 20th Century Fox that you're taking my ending away, right? right. My whole third act is gone. They said, Jay hey Cameron, we don't want to release like a three-hour version of The Abyss. You got to cut it out. So he, he cuts his last act, basically cuts his last act away. And then I heard, okay, they're going to release a director's cut. It's going to play in a handful of theaters. One was Manhattan. I get on the Mott's bus. I go from Strasbourg to Manhattan, and I watched that in a the theater back in, in probably 90, right? Nine yep. year later. Yep. I was like, Holy smoke. It's great. This is awesome. It's great. And I, I remember buying the laser disc and we, yep. wow, it was awesome. Yep. And then really Scott's done it multiple times. Uh, uh, King, kingdom of heaven. He had his 40 minutes, makes it a, a much better film. Uh, he, he does a director's cut of, uh, of, a Blade Runner. Yep. Cobalt has done this with Apocalypse. I mean, it's done to good. It can be done to really good effect.
1: Well, yeah, but, it's just. But, what is,
0: but the, I guess the question is, what is canon? What is canon? What is the definitive? Is that in the mind's eye? Who answers that question?
1: Yeah. And what's the definitive version of the movie? Are people going to say, you know, it's like uh, Richard Donner and uh, Superman, um, it You know, people just it's even the like tinkering that uh, George Lucas did with the original Star Wars after yeah. the fact. Yeah
0: you know? and that, that that you know that that makes people regurgitate a little yeah like, it, but, it bastardizes it, it a good little question, bit because I just read an article about some of the p- films that they did this to and and then and one of the authors of an article said oh yeah most people consider Richard Donner's Superman to the definitive uh, cut no I no no i don't think no, that's true no that's ridiculous first yeah. of all i love richard donner i loved superman the movie i love it in 78 but that cut and Donner wasn't involved with that cut, by the way. You know p- the people who worked, they put together that footage in that cut and some yep. test room stuff. And uh,
1: it, well, and how many sucks. people ran out and bought that anyway to even see it in that? I version. did. Well, yeah, I, you, I, but not, there's but not but a lot my, that would have done that.
0: But my point is, Richard Donner's Superman 2 cut it sucks the fun out of that movie. The, the, the Richard Lester cut is a four out of four star movie. The Richard Donner cut, in my opinion, makes it a two out of four. It, it hurts. I, to me, Richard Donner's cut is, that is Superman 2. End of story for me.
1: You? No, not Richard Donner. The other version. The, is, Richard Lester. Yeah, Richard Lester, Yeah, Richard
0: Lester. His version is, is Superman yes. 2. Richard yes. Donner's it's an interesting, that is an interesting, it's an interesting, like, um, footnote to
1: it. Yeah. But yeah.
0: that is not Superman 2 for me.
1: Well, it's funny is, um, you know, and I'm glad you loved it. But now in one of the movie news I wanted to get to today is there's rumblings of an NC 17, Mrs. Doubtfire. Have you heard this? Um, apparently, uh, Chris Columbus let Robin Williams just go off the rails in some of the scenes. This really? has long been rumored to exist. Yeah. Uh, but now fans are clamoring for, Hey, I want to see an NC 17 version of Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm sure there's not really a cut out there, but you yeah. talk about changing the movie completely. That would change the movie completely. Oh yeah. Um, But I think there'd be an audience for that, too. So I don't want him to shy away from doing this kind of stuff because it would be interesting to see. And like we said,
0: that would be fascinating. But like we said last week, you know, there's a two and a half hour cut of Poseidon in in Warner Brothers' vault, right? Mm -hmm. Wolfgang Peterson. I want to see that. I want to see that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, And people are running to the streaming to see it. So I'm sure HBO Max went through the roof. Um, I thought this was an also uh, interesting... Uh, movie news to what James Cameron did Chuck to be number one at the box office again did you see this he re-releases Avatar in China it makes 2.7 uh dollars over the wow. weekend in China so he leapfrogs the original Avengers Avengers as the highest grossing film of all time uh so uh, now he's number uh, one again I
0: gotta be honest with you that still rubs me the wrong way because uh Of all the work Cameron's done, I still think Avatar is the least of his work.
1: Well, um, well, it's
0: not even a it's not even a pimple on, you know what, compared to Titanic.
1: So it's not even as good as Piranha 2. Is that what you're saying? Oh, It's better
0: than Piranha 2.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, there is a True Lies reboot TV series from CBS coming. Um, I don't know what they plan on doing with this series, but why is all I'll have to say. Uh, Chuck?
0: Well, Tom Arnold still says there'll be a uh, sequel sometime. We'll see. Yeah, better hurry up. <laughs> I don't think that's happening.
1: <laughs> you better hurry up. Um, yeah, okay. Chuck, too, uh, another uh, movie news I wanted to get to was Face Off 2. Looks like, you know, the creators are confirming the two guys that all they do now is straight to streaming are interested in doing the movie. Yeah, no again. kidding. Why not? But here's the How question not- if, if Nicolas Cage and John Travolta are back, is it released by, you know, one of these studio canals and thrown right on streaming or do we get it from 20th century Fox with the big logo and we see it on the big screen.
0: Here's my gut feeling. They're not going to be back.
1: No, not no, at I, all. Not I, I would say I, w-
0: I would, actually say, um, I, I, I would actually say that who's ever doing this movie probably wants to take it in a fresher direction than going back to, uh, the two guys who were doing a ton of streaming stuff.
1: Right. Not streaming.
0: Uh, There's nothing wrong with streaming. I'm talking about the Walmart DVD stuff.
1: Now, it is a sequel. It's not a reboot.
0: Yeah. So, uh, that first film is great.
1: Oh, it's, and it's hard to believe it's from 1997.
0: What already. happened to John Wu? Yeah. I know uh, he's up there. In Hulk. Age, well, who, saying, no, not
1: Hulk. What did he do? He did something. He did, that Hulk. Killed, he did Hulk. Hulk. He did something else that uh, might have killed his. I don't know. These guys leap the shark, and then they never get hired again. I don't.
0: You know, it's funny. You know, I bring up that name. I, I remember like uh, eight years ago, he turned a TV channel and broken arrows on like every night. Yeah. Right. And I haven't yeah. seen that movie in years now.
1: Yeah. Um, Chuck, the last thing I wanted to bring up, and then maybe if you got some movie news, we'll get to it and we'll talk about Fast Five in 2016, is uh, we lost the legendary actor um, over the past week. And it's interesting because a lot of the headlines I saw was Bond villain. And that's true. You think of Yafik Koto. Um, James Bond "Live and Let Die" is, is great. The yeah, first thing first I Bond thought
0: movie I ever seen in a movie theater.
1: What's that first movie I ever seen a, in theater? That's right. It,
0: it, no Bond movie. Yeah, it was yeah. A, I. I still remember because I said this the other the day when he passed. I still remember sitting in a movie theater. Uh, it was the King's Plaza in Brooklyn, New York. My parents took me to see me and my two brothers to see that. And the, the, the scene where you know Roger Moore has the watch and he's in the shark pool and you know he he uh, he he blows up. I think the character is Mister Big. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, he was re- He had a. He had a, a really good screen presence. He did.
1: The first thing I thought of was Alien because people forget he's the second to yeah. last character to die in Alien. Yeah,
0: true. And also um, Running Man.
1: And Running Man and Midnight Run. He plays. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the the FBI agent. And he's uh, on one of the homicide shows. Homicides. Right? He was on for the longest Life time the too. Screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. A really good. Uh, you know what it is. He's got one of those faces that no, he doesn't look like anybody else. He doesn't, nobody talks like him. He just stands out in every movie he's ever been in. I'm glad you brought up running man. He, you know, uh, I just recently rewatched that movie.
0: Uh, What do you think? It's enjoyable. It's
1: enjoyable. I I
0: heard they're going to remake it.
1: it, It's going to probably be a lot darker. I could
0: could understand why they were to remake it, but I tell you, uh, and I was telling you to on my other, on another radio spot that I, that I do uh, about like, like, actors who played villains that you wouldn't think would be a great villain but like Richard Dawson was he killed it in that yeah, he
1: movie. did he nailed it he nailed he's it. so
0: good in that movie
1: I don't know how many other different kinds of villains he could play because it well was you
0: just- know people look at Richard Dawson the "Oh, he is the host of Family Feud but he was an actor yeah and he did Hogan's here yeah, I was changing the channel the other day and Hogan's hero was was on and I say to myself how the heck did they ever do that show like he just like
1: no, I mean yeah. It's
0: one of the weirdest shows of all time.
1: Well, you know they they made it a goofy stalag seventeen. You know they kind of reboot yeah. stalag seventeen and make it a comedy, and they couldn't do that nowadays. I mean, just think of the subject matter they're dealing with. Yeah,
0: and it's, it's hard not to, It's hard, you know, it's hard not to watch that and say to yourself, "Boy, Bob Crane was a really interesting dude off screen, huh?"
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, I was at Autofocus, a real good movie too with uh, yeah uh Kinnier and uh yeah. it was that was done well. Um yep. Willem foe. Uh Chuck, do you have any movie news before we get to fast five here?
0: Uh I, I heard that Matthew McConaughey is going to reprise his uh uh no what is it uh No time to No Time to Kill, role a time, on, to kill. A time, time to Kill Time to, Time to Kill on uh The Lawyer. Yeah the lawyer in uh in a in a direct sequel is gonna be on uh HBO in a limited wow. series.
1: It's a Grissom. Go- did Grissom do a sequel? I think he did. Yes, he sequel, did a sequel. Yeah. Here's the thing.
0: Yeah. It goes to show you how much money
1: oh.
0: streaming is willing to throw at these actors that they just sign me up. Well, you listen- never get the, You never get this 10 years ago.
1: Well, no, but the quality of TV has gotten crazy. good. Plus,
0: The now. money's gotten incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, crazy good now. And he does those linking commercials. So why, you know,
0: no, no, no. I like him a lot.
1: Yeah, um, I think he's great. I wish yeah. he would just do more stuff. Anything else?
0: I mean, if they couldn't get him, maybe the last Josh Lucas, no?
1: <laughs> yes. The knockoff version of Matthew McConaughey. Okay. You're good? I am good. We move forward. No. Why not? All right. We're going to go to 2016 a bit, but let's do Fast Five. We've got a good Fast Five. Solid Fast Five. Should be able to breeze through this pretty quickly. I name an actor or actress. Chuck tells you the first role that pops to his mind. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Gary Oldman. Who is uh, 63 years old this weekend? Go. Uh,
0: yeah, first thing that pops in my mind is Commissioner Gordon in the in the Nolan Batman trilogy. I listen. He he's a he's a fascinating actor because he's a chameleon. Yep. But I have so much respect for him playing this role. He's so good. He's so good in it.
1: To me. The highlight of the first movie is when he drives the Batmobile. I oh, mean, I, I, love I, that. I thought that was the best part of the movie. And it he had it like a a, he
0: it. played it with like a you know he's a, you know he you know he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a serious dude, but he has this nervous energy that he plays it with. That it, it the combination's really really good. The one role I I always found him annoying in is his role in in, in, the, in the, the the Fifth Element with Bruce Willis. Yeah, a little. It's a little like little, oh, yeah. it's so ridiculous. People love that movie. I, yeah. I got to be honest with you. I don't
1: good villain too in air force one. Oh, very good. And he won an Oscar for Tinker Taylor soldier spy, which is really good. He's uh, actually, he, he,
0: and, and, you know, uh, he, his, his career has been so diverse. He's done so many different things. Uh, and Sid, he's
1: and nominated.
0: Sid and Nancy, right. Yep.
1: Sid and Nancy too. Yeah. Back in the, he was no, nominated this he's year a, for, he's uh,
0: fantastic. M- uh, mank,
1: mank. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the movie, but he's really good in it. Um, yeah. The subject matter is kind of boring to me, but um, Holly Hunter, Chuck, uh, she but she's been around a long time. She's sixty uh, three years old this weekend. Uh, Holly bro, Hunter. Yes, was- yeah, she's really good as Jane Craig. Uh, very funny in that. Um, yeah, I guess so. She's also the voice in the Incredibles, the mom. I, I do enjoy her in that. Um, my daughter and I just watch Incredibles 2 she, again. She's
0: in Batman v Superman.
1: Batman very that's right. That's right. Uh and you can tell also wearing, by her uh,
0: you could tell by her cut, like her, her sleeveless shirt. She's in she's pumped. Great she, shape. Yeah. She's in great shape. She keeps herself yeah. in really good shape. Raising like, Arizona, like, very like, good. Like too. myself. Go ahead.
1: No, raising Arizona is very good. Too. She probably doesn't do as many push-ups as you.
0: Yeah. Um Chuck. Did I tell you I did a thousand push up ups a day for one month.
1: Well, if this was a push-ups podcast show, now I'm down people to like would three,
0: care. now I'm down to like three, three hundred, three, four hundred just to keep, you know, that what I with the bulk I put on with the right.
1: thousand. Again, not a Did workout show. Did I mention Beyond show. the Beside it's, it's,
0: Adventure of this episode yet?
1: It's more of a movie show, not a workout show. Okay. But that's I okay. I, I appreciate I that. Um, okay. The co-star of Broadcast News, William Hurt, is uh, 60, I'm sorry, 71 years old this weekend. William Hurt, Chuck.
0: William Hurt. What was that movie again where he went in, you know, that, uh, the Older older States.
1: Wow, that, you're going way back. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: really good. It, 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 that movie's a fascinating movie.
1: Um, he's a
0: really interesting actor because he, 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 he reportedly he's had issues. He could be difficult on set, or at least he was. Right. He's had a long career.
1: Very long career. Wasn't he supposed to be in Jurassic Park?
0: Yes, he was one of them that they seriously considered. Him, Jeff Daniels, and then uh, Sam Neill got the role.
1: Now, let me ask you this. Who's a better General Thunderbolt Ross, him or Sam Elliott?
0: I always like Sam Elliott.
1: He just looked the part a little bit more, right?
0: I just like him more.
1: Yeah. Um, How about Spike Lee, Chuck? Spike Lee is uh, 64 years old. That's just strictly as a director, although he has popped up. uh, I I
0: tell you, the one that I, I like, I know it's flawed. I know it has issues. But Summer of Sam is a fascinating movie for me, mm. and yeah, I'll I'm tell you why. Fan, yeah. Because I remember, I remember that time. I remember the time. But I, he, he, what he does is he takes two fictional characters in, mm-hmm. a, in a really sort of off the wall story, and he merges them into a, into a, you know real history, which is Brooklyn or New York City, you know, the five boroughs uh, in 1978 when the Yankees won the World Series and. The city experienced a major blackout that created pretty serious havoc. Uh, you're, going,
1: you're going way too deep in this movie. That's just OK. It, I
0: like this. it. I, I just I don't know. There's something And you know, same thing. With it captures Peter, right?
1: the time. I'll give I you like, that.
0: I, I like movies that capture.
1: It captures summer. the moment in history.
0: Hot, su- hot summer. Yeah. And it does it well.
1: But his other hot summer movie is a classic. I, I understand. Right that. I, I get uh, it. Um and he's did not get nominated for the no. five bloods. To, I know he so, didn't. Um I did like Inside Man too. I thought that was a good Oh, play. I like that too. That's a good flick. Last but not least, kind of tough because he's had a couple of signature roles. Matthew Broderick. How old do you think Matthew Broderick is? Oh
0: boy. Um 58.
1: He's fifty-nine uh tomorrow. So you're okay. right. He's fifty eight.
0: Okay. Um to me it's uh it's war games. Yep, but I'm gonna tell you another one that I like, and I, I know it's not it wasn't a big hit. But when I watch it on DVD or cable, I could I could watch it when it comes on. It's a movie called Project X with Helen Hunt. Good flick. I I just enjoyed a heck out of that movie. Now, it's sort of weird. He he he. At that point, his career started to get a little fuzzy. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, a lot of people will say Ferris Bueller. I still think and I understand. I respect Ferris Bueller. But that character to me is, is so unlikable. I know it's popular. It's just I find that
1: character. What do you buy? What do you buy of the theory? Now, War Games is my number one. It's one of my favorite movies of all. time. I remember what seeing
0: you- War Games in the theater with a with a big audience numerous times. Like my four god, or five my times. That when I walked out of the movie, I was I was completely satisfied. Um.
1: And Glory is one of the greatest movies. Well, he has two of the maybe the top 10 movies of all time, and he's in both of them. So I give him a ton of credit there. But what do you think of the theory that Ferris Bueller is Cameron's imagination the entire movie? Does he become less irritating if that's the fact?
0: Mm. Whose theory is that?
1: That's a lot of fan theories out that's there. Believe. It,
0: I, I like that theory. It's an interesting one.
1: Um, all right. There's your fast five. We got through that. I, I think fast. it was
0: a little mean spirited to Cameron. No.
1: Um, yeah, a little, little bit of a bully, to... a
0: little bit of a bully, no, a little, well, yeah, okay, he's fine. I reject bullyism. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I love, sorry. The movie. I love huh? the movie. John Hughes. I love the I movie, I
0: understand. Uh, give me pretty and pink, but
1: in yeah. and, and, and you know, Matthew Broderick, though, his last 20 years of his career has not been the first uh, matched the first 20 of his career, that's for sure. He's he's uh popped up here or there, but he hasn't done anything, um, to stand the test of time, Chuck. We got through. Pretty much half of 2016 last week of going through the list of movies of when we started this podcast here. um, And we're into August. A lot of movies came out in August uh, to some success and not. You've got Suicide Squad, uh, Pete's Dragon, Sausage Party, uh, and Florence Foster Jenkins, which did make your top 10 with Meryl Streep. You had a remake of Ben Hur, which nobody saw. Let's face it, nobody saw. You know what's
0: scary? I'm gonna tell you what's scary. How how fast time? You, you, this is 2016. And I said, I was like, like that's five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said, I read today. Today is a 17 17 year anniversary of the day of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead hitting theaters.
1: Well, it's I remember
0: saying, Mike, it feels like a few years ago.
1: Well, it's also the five year anniversary, released in August, of Suicide Squad of all movies that came out in August as well. Uh, Mechanic Resurrection with Jason Statham, and then one of my favorite horror movies of the last ten years, Don't Breathe. Which wow, t-
0: I remember us talking about that. I yep. remember us talking about that,
1: and you still haven't seen it, which is you know whatever. Um, but uh, Don't Breathe is in my top ten. Florence Foster Jenkins is in your top ten. You know what movie I did go back and see was interesting? Is Peach Dragon? Um, they wanted Walt Disney re-release that movie. Robert Redford of all people is a star with Bryce Dallas Howard. It's actually a good family film, Chuck. Um, it's not as good obviously and doesn't hold up to the nostalgia of the first one but I did enjoy Peach Dragon okay. Ben-Hur was trash I did not like Suicide Squad at all um, It
0: were merits of Suicide Squad I liked I, I liked a lot of the cast but when you take that concept which is a you know it's a good concept and then you merge it with the supernatural villains it's like Ay, ay, ay. like come
1: on well you know what movie is finding than- a, a big audience <laughs> right now that was released that i brought up there in august is war dogs which is now on netflix really, uh, directed by todd phillips from the hangover it stars jonah hill and miles teller as joker yep yeah, this movie is pretty good chuck i don't know if you ever yeah. saw war dogs no it's pretty good Oh, they- i
0: know okay that's with jo- jonah hill
1: jonah hill and miles teller yeah, yeah.
0: I, it's, it is a very good movie
1: yeah very underrated anna demar mass is in it too um before she really hit big uh, Go check it out. It's on Netflix. So a lot of people are going back and, and watching it now. Chuck, we get into September. You're going to start seeing some potential um, Oscar bait. Um, Light Between the Oceans comes out. Nobody saw that. Um, Sully, we'll talk about in a second. That comes out uh, with, the, of course, the retelling of the, the, the great, the, the pilot that saves all those lives. You've got Bridget Jones's baby. Another uh, Renee Zellweger comes back for that role. Um, Snowden, uh, Snowden comes out. Uh, Oliver Stone directed it. You've got another reboot of Blair Witch, which nobody cared. Um, Magnificent Seven, a retelling of that movie too, which I absolutely loved. And then you also had uh, Miss Peregrine's uh, Home of Peculiar Children with Tim Burton. Um, Deepwater Horizon, another good flick that people probably forgot about, which good, Mark Wahlberg could be a little better. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I did. Um, I
0: liked it. I liked it enough.
1: And then a bomb of masterminds, which is Zach Galifianakis and, and Owen Wilson. Where do you want to start here? You know, Sully, we were polarized on. I did not like it. You enjoyed it. It was in your top 10. It wasn't even close to my top 10.
0: Um, I like the heart of Sully because I, I I think the character um represents everything good in life. And, and Tom Hanks playing him. Yeah, I mean, Eastwood, that script...
1: It's the a disaster. Well, he spends no time in the in the plane and the movie's about the plane. It's zero time in the plane. And
0: it's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, it could have been done better.
1: Um I but also there's things
0: I like about it though.
1: I also love the Magnificent 7. I thought they did a great job. It. Antoine Fuqua directed it. Denzel and Chris Pratt as your leads. I especially liked Ethan Hawke in this film.
0: D'Onofrio's uh, really good in it too. D'Onofrio's
1: though. really good. Peter Sarsgaard's a good villain as well. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would venture to guess this is almost a forgotten action Western. With it two, is a
0: little bit. It is.
1: Two powerhouse stars, too. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. In fact, a little side note, James Horner's last score. It was OK. The Magnificent Seven. He passed away. He died in, ironically, a, a plane yeah, crash.
0: Yeah, I love
1: well. flying a plane himself. Um, let's Damn. move to October, Chuck. You've got The Birth of a Nation, um, which I believe you liked a lot. Um, I did. I yeah. like that movie a lot. And it wasn't then, on your top ten, but I think you saw it after we we put yeah, on I like
0: that movie a lot. actually that movie you know we, the story is the director had uh, uh, Nate, Parker. Uh, yeah, Nate Parker yeah Nate yeah. Parker. Nate Parker had a you know a, a sexual harassment issue and that blew that movie out of the water in terms of uh, getting it Oscar nominations. That movie's really good. Two, tra- really good.
1: two crap movies is the girl on a train and the accountant who I love Gavin O'Connor. He directed Ben Affleck again in this movie. They would not, do I,
0: I, the movie doesn't work for me.
1: No, it's a, it, it turns into a home invasion movie. I the know last... a lot of
0: people like it though. A lot. Nah, it's crap. It doesn't work for me.
1: Nah, it's crap. It really is. Um, then you had a uh, Jack Reacher, no- Never Go Back, which is an underrated couple of movies that Tom Cruise has done. That's both the sequel.
0: Per- the sequel.
1: That's the sequel with Kobe okay. Smulders. Yeah,
0: I, I thought. Listen, that movie plays like a um, a very watchable, somewhat enjoyable B movie, but it's it's probably the most simplistic Tom Cruise movie ever made.
1: Yeah, it's not. There's no big action set. There's no he. He's basically Columbo in this movie. Trying it's to. Like, fix-
0: it's like Tom Cruise doing a. Something that Bronson would have did, you know?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, like it's good, it's, though. There's no high shakes to it. It's no. like, ah. It's like, okay, he's just like, it's a it's a B-movie. That's all it is.
1: Yep. Um, Jack, uh, then you had Keeping Up with the Joneses with Zach Galifianakis. And if you want to see Gal Gadot as not Wonder Woman, she's in this misfire right. of a comedy, John, um, uh, John Hammond. Isler Fisher's in it too. Ouija is a horror movie that came out that year too. Abu, I'm a boo a of Halloween, which I know
0: I don't watch any of them.
1: What you know, Chuck maybe loves on cable. Those maybe on
0: cable. I'm like, God. <laughs> I just uh, don't I don't get it. That guy he's a smart dude.
1: He is a smart dude.
0: His fascination with doing I don't I don't get it, but yeah. Yeah.
1: And Inferno comes out. The uh the last of the Ron Howard Tom Hanks movies based on the Dan Brown series of books, which is a good flick. Um uh, as unnecessary as it might be, but you right. look at, you know, you look at Tom Hanks, even five years ago, Chuck, Sully and Inferno in the same year, you know, he's done a lot of good work. Uh, and then you go back to Mr. Rogers from a couple years ago, guys stayed relevant.
0: What do you argue? Tom, and I mean, Tom Hanks, obviously in the top 10 actors of all time, all time, he, I, he's there. He's the, our
1: Jimmy Stewart. It's, just, it's
0: an, an amazing just, career.
1: A cr- and and uh, hardly a misstep. You know, he'd make a bad movie here or there, but it's never his fault. You know, uh, in November, we go to, uh, Marvel and Dr. Strange. And I got to tell you, Chuck. Yeah. The whole, uh,
0: let me ask you a question. I, if, if Tom Hanks played Captain Michael Turner and beyond the Poseidon adventure, would it have been a better movie Would that? I thought you asked
1: me if he was going to play. If he played Dr. Strange would it be a better movie. Oh. Um, Maybe yes. Uh, okay, the, the answer to your question. I mean, I do like me some. These, uh, I love me
0: some Michael Keane, but you, Tom Hanks. Son, I,
1: this Doctor Strange <laughs> character, this Doctor Strange <laughs> character is not for me. Um, I I like Benedict Cumberbatch, but the whole, I don't know, alternate universes
0: again, sorcery.
1: Yeah, I just it's. Uh, he's good in the other movies. He he has a side character. He's very funny in the Guardians of the Galaxy interaction that he's had in the in the Avenger movies. But I just. Were you a fan of Doctor Strange? Because I, it's okay. Yeah, it's just too much. Benedict, it, you know, not, I'm
0: not clamoring for part two. Although uh, t- uh, Sam Raimi's directing,
1: he the, is. Yeah. The sequel.
0: yeah, yeah. I just want to go back real quick because this just popped in my mind about Zack Snyder's Justice League. To really dig it, right? You have to accept that the Batman you see in this movie is is not the Batman Christian Bale plays in the Dark Knight. You can, there's no way oh, Christian yeah, Bale's right. Dark Knight could run the Justice League. No, you have to accept Batman. It's a different Batman. It's a different world. Sure. I just wanted to point. I just wanted to. I think that's important to point that out.
1: All right. Do you want to talk about trolls at all uh, coming out of that? Because no, I know no. you're bi- no, I know you're a big fan of Justin Timberlake. That came out in November, but, yeah. of 2016. Fan- fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I don't care about that. The spinoff of the Harry Potter films. With Eddie Redmayne yeah. and Moana come out came out that year too. I didn't see that in the theaters, but my daughter and I love Moana now, Chuck. So Moana and Trolls, go ahead. You, it's your it's your cheer floor. Talk about those films.
0: Uh, I did see Moana. Uh, we 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 uh, we we did we rebooked it uh, last year.
1: Oh, for like a little family thing, like
0: a, nice. yeah, for kids. Uh, uh, we do a kids series. We haven't done it with COVID, but
1: well, it's, see, do you have a you have a soul, you have a heart. I didn't think you'd do something I get, like I that. I
0: could dig down deep.
1: Well, So you saw Rock was in it and you thought it was an action movie, so you booked it. You thought it was a remake of one time. The guy, on the
0: hey, the guy's done it all.
1: He can sing, too. He sings very well he, in that he movie.
0: Does, he did. Speaking of singing... I, I, I still say San Andreas is his most enjoyable, but go ahead.
1: Speaking of singing, the movie that uh, started the whole controversy, obviously you had Moonlight come out in December as well, but La La Land comes out, and we all knows, know what happens in the, in the 2017 Academy Awards. Oh, I yeah, like yeah. that movie better than you did. Um, I
0: love the trailer. I got to tell you, the trailer is awesome. I, I actually enjoy. Why, why, both why you would make a musical to say, "Yeah, we really don't want to make a musical." Uh, I I still don't get it. Just the musical stuff in that movie is is awesome. Yeah. The problem is, it's not enough of a musical.
1: I, I like it a to lot.
0: A creative choice, but go ahead.
1: I like the chemistry. I between like the it. Two it's movies.
0: just it's not a best picture movie, but go ahead.
1: Well, it I wasn't. We, it got. I know. Well, it, it was took, like taken right it out of their first. hands. Uh, better, and than the most, still, better than it, moonlight. It's better than moonlight.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's um, still the most bizarre moment, in, in, and and when that's saying a lot, it's the most bizarre moment in the history of the Oscars.
1: Another decent movie that came out, uh, The Founder, with John Lee Hancock directing, Michael Keaton as Ray Kroc, the Good McDonald's. Movie. Good movie. Not great. Yeah. Good movie. Um, I wanted a little more substance out of my burger there. Um, Hello. Sing, Chuck. Oh, you, you, have you booked that one for the kids yet? No, Yeah, we have. <laughs> it's a decent movie for the family. A Monster Calls came out with Sigourney Weaver and Felicity Jones uh, from Universal. Not many people saw that movie. They wanted it to be a big hit. But the two movies I want to wrap up here, Chuck, are Go maybe ahead. the two best of the year. And I'm um, repeat viewing and held up against all Star Wars movies in that Star Wars universe to me. Rogue One might sit number two behind Empire Strikes Back. Why? Tell me. It, because the characters in these movies uh, really pull you in. Well, I it, thought
0: the Vader stuff in the last act oh is my unbelievable. God, that, I will agree. Really and I like this movie a lot.
1: No, this movie's fantastic, Chuck. Okay. Go back and watch it again. I implore you. Um, okay. Ben Mendelsohn's villain is very good in it, too. Um, it just bridges every movie together. And very underrated is Felicity Jones keeping it all together. I, You know, I'm a sucker for the heroes at the end meet their peril. But when you get all these characters put together and you're like, well, how are they going to make this movie? We never heard any of these characters. They're going to have to kill each one of them off. And spoiler alert, each one gets such a heroic ending. I love Rogue One, one of my favorite movies. It would definitely move up in my top 10 of the year. And then maybe the best movie of the year, which I just rewatched, and I know you're a huge fan of. And we both thought got screwed at the Oscars. And that's Patriot's Day, directed by Peter Berg with Mark Wahlberg retelling yeah. the bombings on, That's a really uh, good movie. at the Boston Marathon. What a great movie with an all-star cast told at a, a breakneck pace. Um, and and real-
0: you're on the edge of your seat when you watch that movie for the first time.
1: And, and you know a movie's good, too, is when you're on the edge of your seat and you know the outcome, you know? You I know, agree. Because well, you
0: want them to get caught so bad.
1: Oh, my God. And, well, when, uh, they,
0: when one of them gets in that car with that, with that young kid, holy smoke.
1: Oh, my God. And then when the kid, the Japanese kid at the gas station who rats him out and what he says to the cops, um, Chuck, it's just fantastic. It is a
0: really good movie. I think for political reasons, they they completely snubbed that movie.
1: Yeah, probably. It's very, very, it's very right. I mean, it's not right, but it is a right-ish movie. It's a really good film, though. It's a fantastic film. And watch it again, um, Chuck. Uh, And you had a the highest grossing film of the year was civil war obviously worldwide and then we had that big controversy of the 73rd uh, the 74th annual academy awards where moonlight literally got the award i mean they had the award taken out of their hands chuck uh i thought that um jimmy kimmel handled it well but what a disaster that turned into and, and you know that 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 moment lives longer than those two movies. Yeah. You know, it's
0: interesting when you're, when, when you have no stake in the game, like us as a viewer, but you want to hide, like crawl under the couch when that's happening. It's a weird feeling.
1: It's so weird. It's bad. Uh, it, it it was a disaster to say the least. Um, and, 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 and really it feel bad for Warren Beatty who, who really was held out there to kind of just a hanging to dry, uh, but
0: And we we brought this up. It just sucks that they bring out, you know, an aging Warren Beatty, an aging uh, Faye Dunaway, two iconic, you know, stars. And it just, there's something about when you get older, I hate saying it, and you're put in a position like that. It just comes across, oh, it just was, it was, an, it was, it was so hard to watch. It was,
1: it was destined to oh, fail. Yeah. It was destined to fail. Yeah. Um and then, you know, you talk about the movies that, uh, oh, Fences came out too late in the year as well with uh, Denzel Washington, um, that that got nominated. That's like
0: a stage station. play.
1: But another great film that came at the uh, and, uh, at back end, got nominated um, is Lion, um, which I absolutely love. It starred Nicole Kidman uh, about how she adopted the. Um, Yes, it's a good movie. Son, uh, he's trying to find his real parents. Dev Patel, one of my favorite movies of the year, Chuck. Um, and a movie I know you hated. I liked, although it's depressing as all hell. Um, Manchester by the Sea came out as well. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I know. It's a tough I,
0: I, I was, I was When I watched that, I was like, I, I just don't understand what people saw in that movie. One is um, boring. is boring as all heck. It's not involving. And you just... It did nothing for me. Other than that, it was fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. It's depressing. I mean, it might be the most depressing movie you'll ever have to sit through if you think about it. Uh, Hidden Figures came out towards the back end of the year, nominated for Best Picture as well. Good movie. Not great. Yeah. Good movie. And one of the best movies of the year that you and I both love, Hell or High Water, which, again, a great performance by Jeff Bridges. It's uh, d- written by Taylor Sheridan, great writer, but yeah, Chris they Pine and make, Ben Foster. need to make
0: more, more movies like that.
1: This movie's fantastic. I'm glad. Yeah. So if you look at the Best Picture nominees, there's a lot of good ones in there. Lion, Hidden Figures, Hell or High Water, Hacksaw Ridge, Fences, Arrival, La La Land, and Moonlight. I think they yeah. just got the winner wrong because they just wanted to pat each other on the back there. Charlie. Probably. Um, there was a, a, there's a gr- there's great movies in there to pick from. They just didn't pick the right one.
0: When I Uh, saw Moonlight, I remember watching because we booked it, and I watched it. I was like, you know what? This is an interesting movie. You could tell that the filmmakers were honing their craft. But at no time when I was watching it did I say to myself, this movie could even remotely smell the Oscar for Best Picture. No way. But it did.
1: In fact, the one that won Best Documentary might be the best of them all, and that was that miniseries O.J. Made in America won Best Documentary that year, and that was a fantastic retelling of everything oh, we went awesome. through. It was really done well, and I think it's still on Netflix. So, mm-hmm. Chuck, I, I went back. This was your top ten from that year. You ready? I am. You had 10 Cloverfield Lane, Captain America, Civil War, mm-hmm. Flor- Florence Foster Jenkins, yeah, Batman v. Superman, uh-huh. Don't Think Twice, which was a comedy about comedians, um, uh, uh, the nice guys, Rogue One, Hell or High Water, Sully, and Hacksaw Ridge.
0: I like, oh, listen. I, li- I like that list. And I love, listen, Hacksaw Ridge, to me, should have won the Oscar for Best Picture. I said that that year. I remember saying that. That movie holds, that movie, in 10 years, people will watch that movie and enjoy it. It's really good.
1: Um, my top 10, 10- was yeah. 10 cloverfield lane yeah Arrival, the shallows jungle book la la land don't breathe which i can't mm-hmm. believe you still haven't seen yet yeah. rogue one mm-hmm. they stay lion yeah. and hell and high hell or high water um very good list there and again all these movies i could sleep well at night saying if they won best picture i'm good with that um i hate to get off that uh that high horse there, but it just bothers me, I guess, a little bit that what they did there to make a statement. Not only did they make the statement, then they screwed up the statement to make the statement even worse. So whatever, but that was five years ago, Chuck. That was what we were doing. That's what we were talking about. Can we do this five years from now? We just won't have as many movies to talk about.
0: Yeah, we'll do it.
1: (laughs) Don't do too many cartwheels while you're saying
0: one day, one day at a time. We'll see.
1: All right. Well, let's worry about five days from now. First. How about that? Okay. All right, Chuck. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes.
0: Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.